Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Facebook suffered its biggest outage ever on Monday, but the damage done via configuration changes on backbone routers may pale in comparison to the damage control Facebook does in an effort not to become regulated. Amazon held its fall product event and announced several new devices, including a 15-inch Echo Show, a $1,000 two-foot-tall robot that can bring you drinks, and an autonomous flying security drone called Always Home Cam. Twitter is back on in Nigeria after being banned by the country back in June after taking down one of President Buhari's tweets. And we dive into what receipts Facebook whistleblower Frances Haugen has provided to the SEC and what she might say before the Senate Commerce, Science, and Transportation Subcommittee on Consumer Protection, Product Safety, and Data Security. We've got all this and a lot more in the next episode of The Tech John. From Columbus, Ohio, I'm your host, Rob Dunwood. Coming out of Philly is your girl, Tech Life Steph. And coming out of suburbs of Atlanta, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech. So y'all, I was going to ask, like I always do, how your week was going, but it was a slow week in tech. What I got to ask is, how your day going? Because I think Earth started spinning the opposite direction on his axis or something like that. Yeah, I had, um, had to get my Twitter, yeah, dust this, off my Twitter fingers. Yeah, this this little uh, unknown uh, company um, that not, probably not many people have heard of called Facebook is suffering a major outage as we speak. And I mean major, major. It's affecting mm-hmm. Earth. Um, it's affecting Facebook. It's affecting Instagram. It's affecting WhatsApp Messenger. It's affecting Facebook Messenger. They are down, down. Um, Oculus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I forgot about the, the VR property. stuff and all of their internal stuff. So workplace, you know, all of their internal employee, employee communications methods, um, like literally the entire kit and caboodle. They have reverted back to using email for communication. And not just email, Outlook email. Right. <laughs> it is, I was like, funny. wow, y'all really went uh, back to the Stone Ages. So, yeah, you you know stuff is broke when they are going to. I don't even know if you can call Twitter their biggest competitor because Twitter is is a rounding gear compared to what Facebook is. But that's what they're doing. They're, they're letting they're letting Earth know what is happening with them on their official Twitter account. 
And of course, yeah. every tech website on the planet is reporting about it almost in real time. What's going on? But th- this outage is massive. I, you know, I guess it's a DNS issue. But um, there's an article I just looked at that said that. Uh, is th- it though? <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I, I got the well, same question. Well, it's affecting their money because uh, Facebook shares are down more than 5% on the story that I'm reading. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, Facebook has been big on advertising on Facebook so much so to where your my feed, I can barely see posts from people I want to see. You got to jump through all these hoops and like and subscribe and and comment just to f- get Facebook to show me the people that I want to see unless I click $5 to boost the post. So if Facebook's down, my little $5 right. on top of the millions of all the other people actually running businesses solely on Facebook and Instagram, they losing all that money. So uh, they scrambling Insane. to say the least. Insane. Yeah, yeah, this it, this is this is definitely kind of unprecedented. It's it's their worst outage ever. Uh, I believe there was one back in in two thousand eight that was pretty bad. But uh, we're looking at about six and a half hours now. I know around noon is when uh, Down Detector and 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 most people started reporting sort of the massive outage. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's like you know six and a half hours in and and no end in sight. So this is a this is a huge deal. It's a very big deal. Now, for me, I am not on Facebook all day long. I know people who are, but I, I'm just not a big, giant Facebook user. I'm more in Facebook groups. Um, you know, I'll go and I'll talk there, but that's usually first thing in the morning, maybe at lunchtime, maybe, you know, uh, you know, 10, 15 minutes in the evenings. What got me, though, is that I'm a huge user of WhatsApp Messenger. So right around lunchtime, I'm like, what's going on with WhatsApp? You know, I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, let me reboot my phone because you just never think that, oh, Facebook is down right now. That That's that's not the first thought that comes to mind. So I'm thinking that there's something wrong with my my data. I was, uh, you know, you know, waiting, you know, in a parking lot trying to pick somebody up and I'm trying to hit them up on WhatsApp and, oh man, I can't use this. I'm going to have to go to old school and actually call this person. But uh, it wasn't until I got home right after lunchtime that I realized that, oh, wait a minute, Earth is not rotating properly any longer. So there's a ton of folks that are that are having this issue right now. I know my well, mother-in-law. That's the thing. It's like, you know, we talk about it from a very American perspective, but I think that's probably the biggest issue, um, the fact that WhatsApp is down, because in other countries, that is some people's only form of communication. That's mm-hmm. the only mm-hmm. way they can reach family and friends and, mm-hmm. and keep in touch and, and let folks know what's happening and, and, and whatever. So the idea that there there are potentially billions of people who are now basically cut off from their people um, and from communications from government and business and, and, and anything else is, is a much bigger deal than I think we're, we're giving credence to, you know, we can in America kind of joke about, ha ha ha, let me go on Twitter and, and joke about the, you know what I mean? But, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's WhatsApp is, is a literal lifeline for a lot, a lot, a lot of people globally. Um, and Facebook, you know, like I said, we're going, we're going to talk about, you know, what really might be happening a little later on, but you know, if, if my conspiracy theory is correct, Facebook needs to get it together. (laughs) And not just that, like I mentioned, I'm a part of a lot of Facebook groups who they are business oriented, right. business driven, they're in 
entire business is ran within Facebook from a Facebook page to a Facebook business to Facebook groups. So all these to Facebook advertising, there are businesses that I know personally spending thousands of dollars per week, if not day on Facebook business. And the fact that they are down, people are like legitimately scrambling, like, all right, well, let me uh, dust off my email newsletter. You know, Listen. let me let me let me let me figure out how to send text messages. You know, when that should have been the focus at the beginning. But it's Facebook. Let's it's, talk about it. Facebook is like Facebook ain't going nowhere. There's how many billions? Two, three billion people three. with fate. Three billion Facebook accounts. So it's logical to to step aside, sidestep the common sense that says. Don't put all your business in Facebook, right. but it's just like, how can you not put your business in Facebook until something like this happens? So you just casually said that three billion, you know, that, you know, that number billion, like it's not a big number. So to put that in perspective, that's 42% of all the people in the universe that we know of. Think how big the universe is that we know of. That's 42% of them folks are on mm-hmm. Facebook. So I believe, what is it? Facebook is just over 60% of all of the internet. Well, well 60% of all internet connected people. That's, are yeah, that's on what, that yeah, yeah, you, you said yeah. that much better than yeah. me. So, yeah. so if, you, if you have internet, you're probably on Facebook. So right. I remember way Until back today. In, yeah. <laughs> way back then, in the day, uh, AOL and CompuServe. And I remember, uh, particularly with like my parents and aunts and uncles when they were getting, uh, you know, their AOL accounts and stuff like that in the, in the, you know, late eighties for my folks and early nineties for, uh, you know, for, uh, you know, some of my family that that was the internet to them. And I think for many people today, Facebook is the internet for them. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Like my, my mother-in-law, she is very adept with using Facebook. Um, you know, you know, whether it be on her phone or even if she were to get in front of the computer, she absolutely knows how to use Facebook, but she web browses through Facebook because the links Mm -hmm. come up in Facebook and she does, you know, she's usually on her phone doing it. So she never clicks that view in Chrome or view in Safari. It's always just in Facebook. So for her, because she never leaves the property, Facebook is her reality of what the internet is. And I know that there are millions, if not hundreds of millions, maybe even billions of people who think of Facebook the same way. It's like, that's where you go to get everything. Think about globally. I'm glad you mentioned that because it's like uh, some of the phones that get sold in in other countries and develop, especially in developing countries. That's the browser. Facebook Mm -hmm. is the browser on the smartphone. You know, there is no Chrome to even download or, or, or anything like that. Like, Facebook is the browser on the phone. And and I think they were calling them Facebook phones at one point because that's pretty much what they are. So to your point, yes, you know, Facebook is the way that the only way that some people actually are connected to to what's going on around the world via the Internet. So this is. This yeah, is something. It, it's major. Right. Um, and I, yeah. And I saw. <laughs> um, it, as a result, people are flocking to Twitter because they have to figure out some way to uh, scream into the void, right? <laughs> so I saw this funny tweet as it relates to Facebook being their their internet, right? So this person <laughs> put on Twitter, they said, Facebook and WhatsApp being down is surely an interruption to a lot of people's 
quote unquote research on vaccine on vaccines. God forbid you have to actually Google a legitimate source to find information. Oh, oh my goodness, what are we gonna do? Yeah, so people are having a field day on Twitter, and I just thought that was I thought that's just funny how everybody's running over there. Twitter themselves put out a uh, tweet that said. Welcome, literally everyone. Right, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, like how y'all doing? Come and, on, uh, I mean, it, I mean, companies they're definitely. I, I don't want to say they're throwing shade, but I think Netflix even had a tweet out about you know it being down. It was you. It's very visual. You have to kind of look at it. So we'll we'll link to it in our show note. But it's just this is a huge, huge outage. Right. I mean, it, it could potentially be the biggest outage that we've ever seen. Um, when you're talking about a company of this size and the magnitude of, of what is down. And we already touched on this a little bit, but I'm just thinking I have a sister who lives in the UK. Um, you know, I've got a couple of really good friends. We've actually got a brand new supporter of the show um, who lives in the UK. And I was actually going back and forth with him on Discord, of all things. Um, you know, we're, we're connected in a couple of other uh, Discord servers. And, you know, he was just like, man, it's like you Americans don't realize how bad this is because WhatsApp is what they use there. It's like they don't SMS. They use WhatsApp because when you think about uh, not just the UK, but when you just think about Europe, you know, there are countries that are smaller than many states that we have here. And when you drive from one country to the next country, you could be dealing with a different carrier. So WhatsApp just kind of eliminates all that. Make sure you've got plenty of data and don't worry about who your carrier is. As long as you've got data, you'll be able to communicate with anybody anywhere, regardless of where you are and what side of a river you're on or what, you know, or what tunnel you just went through. So it is absolutely disruptive um, for them because that's what they use. I can't remember. Uh, this is from a, you know, I'm just going off the top of my head now, but I remember that there were a couple of carriers who were actually using WhatsApp as their uh, messaging platform. So they were not using SMS. They were using WhatsApp as their platform. So if this yeah. goes down, um, you know, it's, it's, it's down in a big way to where you may not be able to communicate, but yeah. I don't want to take all day talking about Facebook because we're going to talk more about Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, since we're on the subject of Facebook, I have to ask that either of you see that 60 minutes interview last night about Facebook. Yes. <laughs> So, Stephanie, I know where you want to go because I'm thinking the same thing. It's like, is it a coincidence that the massive outage that we're having in comes hours after um, this uh, interview goes live? And hours before this uh, this uh, whistleblower is going to testify before Congress tomorrow? I do not think so. All I can see in my head is Mark Zuckerberg petting a white cat and twirling an invisible mustache. Like, I feel like this is the most evil genius of evil genius things to do to let everybody know that you need us and we can uh-huh. take, we can take mm-hmm. this away from you at any time. Mm-hmm. I really, in my, in wow. my heart and my soul, I feel like this is them. This is Mark Zuckerberg, not even them, just Mark Zuckerberg sending a message to let us know what could happen if this all went away. You know what I mean? Because I just, you know, I, I'm, I don't work in IT. I've never, maybe, uh, Terrence, you can probably speak, could, but I just don't feel like the, an error of this type of what they're saying this is a DNS server error, BGP, good stuff. 
I just don't feel like this should take this long to resolve. And I just feel like the timing and everything else is just a message is being sent. I think uh, I think a, a very pointed and direct message is being sent to the world, actually, um, and to all those business owners and to all those people that rely on WhatsApp and, and rely on Facebook for their internet. Um, a message is being sent right now. I really, I believe that in my soul, in my spirit, like for real. <laughs> No, it's so that's pretty that's pretty gangster if that is the case because again, um the fact that it's not a ransomware thing, well, let me not say it's not that Facebook hasn't said anything that points to this being something external causing mm-hmm. this error. They haven't said anything, but they definitely haven't said that. Um they definitely haven't said anything about some sort of virus. They haven't said anything about some sort of data leak or breach or hack or anything like that. So, again, when you don't say anything, that leads people down the road to what else could it be? You know, what what else could it be? (laughs) I'm not even conspiracy theorists like that, but this just all the math ain't mathing. On on the uh, on the excuse that they're giving for this outage. So let's take a step back and talk about uh, the whistleblower uh, mm-hmm. with Facebook. Um, we kind of, we I don't even want to say that we alluded to it. We talked about how stuff was out there that was saying that Facebook is uh, or I should say Instagram is bad for young girls, and we didn't really go deep into it because we recorded this a week ago today, which is Monday. Uh, today is Monday the 4th. So we talked about this last Monday. That news was real fresh. We didn't know how deep it went and all that was leaked and all that came out um, from this whistleblower. But uh, long story short, there is an employee at Facebook who their goal was to work on dif- disinformation um at facebook that's what they went her there for was, her name was her name is francis Hogan, and she was in their civic integrity division at facebook correct mm-hmm. and she basically after the you know after january 6th was like okay i don't know what i can do in here i'm going to have to just start getting receipts so she literally mm-hmm. started just getting copies of all kind of internal documents. And this stuff is hellacious. I mean, Facebook knows how bad their stuff is for us. Yet they also know that the stuff that is really bad for us is what makes them the most amount of money. Right. And so basically what she did, I'm going to read the whole uh, piece from this story. She secretly copied tens of thousands of pages of Facebook internal research. And in that research, she says the evidence shows that the company is flat out lying to the public about making significant progress against hate, violence, and misinformation. One study she found from this year, not five years ago, not 2013, one study she found from this year says we estimate that we may action as little as three to five percent of hate, six tenths of one percent, that's small, six tenths of one percent of violence and incitement on by being the best in the world at it. They, so she says they're in the best in the world of trying to figure out how to get rid of this information, but they only jump on six tenths of 1%. And again, that kind of goes back, like you mentioned, Rob, that goes back to our conversation. When I said Facebook, it may be impossible for Facebook to 
corral and moderate all this information because of AI, because of all these other things. But not only that, not only are they, it, it's impossible for to do it. They ain't even trying according they to this. Story. They ain't even trying. They ain't even trying. <laughs> exactly. And the thing about it is, you know, um, this woman was, was working in this civic integrity department and they were only there basically temporarily to get through last year's election, presidential election. They disbanded that unit right after the election. And then what happens on January 6th? You know, right. it, it's something that could have been avoided. It, it, it brings to mind for me um, the fact that our national pandemic response unit was disbanded right before uh, a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's just like mm-hmm. you, you wonder this this stuff just does not seem unintentional. You know, mm-hmm. at, at times it just or it, coincidental, it, coincidental. Exactly. It's like mm-hmm. these, these are not stupid people. These are right. some of the best and brightest and smartest people, you know, that we have in this country. These are not stupid people. So so when you look at the timing of these things and and the intentionality with which they're suppressing the, the data and, 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 you know, keeping a lid on the reports and all that other stuff, it's just like. Something, something in the milk ain't clean, man. Something mm-hmm. in the- right. When when I think about this, and, and I've just been reading through this stuff all day today, I don't believe that Facebook's intention is to make thirteen year old girls feel bad about how they look. Absolutely not. I just think that their intention is, but if we're making money off of it, we ain't gonna stop it. Right. Well, that's and- the thing. Facebook's intention is to make money. Right. Period. Right. And she puts, uh, Francis actually puts this conversation between her. I'm assuming this is a reporter. She says, one of the consequences of how Facebook is picking out wh- uh, what content today that is optimizing for content that gets engagement or reaction. But his own research is showing that con, that this content is hateful. It's divisive and it's polarizing. It's easier to inspire people to anger than it is to other emotions. And then the re- reporter says, misinformation, angry content is enticing. To people and keep and she says very enticing and he says uh, keeps them on the platform she says yes facebook has realized that if they change the algorithm to be safer people will spend less time on the site they'll click on less ads and they'll make less money less money but then Mm -hmm. how much is enough facebook is a trillion dollar company like you can afford to make a little bit less money by keeping people if if the trade-off is keeping people safe you know, it just it just disgusts me that this, you know, cash rules everything around me kind of mentality mm-hmm. is is how business gets done. And I understand America's a capitalist society and all that, but but we're also human beings. And it's just right. like, come on, when is when is somebody going to, you know, step up and say, like, I can Fix, not even fix, because you can't. You're not going to fix all of it, but I can mm. do something to help mitigate this. So right. I'm going to because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. It sounds like what uh, old girl Francis says. She's like, you know what? Enough is enough. I can't stand it. She has some quotes in here to where she's like, you know what? It's just painful, and I just can't take it anymore. It mm. is. It's it's awful. So she is an official whistleblower. Um, she is going to be in front of Congress tomorrow. So mm-hmm. she's got some protections. But some some protections, because she didn't just take this to the government. She also took it to the Wall Street Journal. So the question is, is Facebook going to go after her? And right now, 
they're, they're probably kind of riding this wave trying to figure out, you know, let me let me stick my finger up in the wind and see where this is going. Because they so might they may not the want to touch her at this point. Bad. Yeah, the it optics would, would be bad for them to do that. So my conspiracy theorist was and yours was definitely better because I didn't think of it that way. But my conspiracy theory was, OK, this lady is going up in front of uh, Congress or whomever tomorrow. Let's take down, quote unquote, the Internet so the information doesn't travel about this this uh, meeting where everybody's talking about whoever let's let's just go ahead and kill everything. So once she's done talking, the next news thing with whatever the pandemic or whatever the case may be, something, some other thing will come up and people will change the channel. So let's go ahead and put the kibosh on that conversation on our channel. At least of course, people are going to go over to Twitter. People are going to go other places, but if we're talking all these people on Facebook, then clearly a lot of this conversation may be just a little bit to where we can do damage control and then just move on. I think that probably was a part of it as well. I mean, I think, mm-hmm. like I said, I think Facebook is kind of diabolical in in the way that they protect their own interests above all else. Um, but it, it's funny, you know, when you do, you know, wrap wrap people out when you snitch they it's always hit in the they always hit you in the pocket just like al capone you know Mm -hmm. got convicted on tax evasion Mm -hmm. she's actually she actually filed her lawsuits with the sec the securities and exchange commission so it's not that you know facebook there's there there's not going to be any um moral resolution to this as as to whether or not facebook did something wrong or not they're going to be determining if facebook lied to their investors mm-hmm. because they were telling them that you know everything's cool we're, we're doing, doing all this everything. research we're doing everything we can to get mm-hmm. this type of information off our platform meanwhile mm-hmm. your own research telling a whole different story so right, this right. is going to be a very very interesting case um you know i know i'm going to be following it closely but uh but yeah, I think I think both of those things can be true. The fact that Facebook wants to send a message, but also that they maybe want to make sure that, you know, as much of this information as possible does not get propagated across their platforms. It's funny that you say that, that they're going they may be going after Facebook like they went after Capone way, way back in the day, because I actually on Twitter saw somebody say, are they about to go all untouchables? On Facebook. I'm just, I'm just saying, and, that's the way you get these companies. Um, you got to hit them in the pocket. So, you know, so Terrence, to your point, I would actually say that that would be the one if this would have happened tomorrow morning right. while gotcha. the stuff is going on. True. But, okay. but here's the thing. If Facebook is down tomorrow at this time still, uh, is as down as they are right now, the inevitable is coming. They're going to get regulated. Okay. Um because and, and, uh, and uh, Pelosi and Schumer and them have been trying to get at Facebook for a hot minute. <laughs> there, you know, I, I see regulation coming to Facebook, and by Facebook coming to everyone. But mm-hmm. it's just like you know, the, the internet has been telling these companies, "Look, y'all need to police yourself before the government comes and does it." Mm-hmm. Um, and they would do a little thing here. It's kind of like they would take two steps forward and then take three steps back. In this case, uh, you know, uh, Facebook may have gotten in a truck and driven backwards, but it's, <laughs> right. you know, are they ultimately going to become regulated? Um, I'm I, looking at, I'm looking for this, uh, and I, I'm so mad I can't remember because it was so funny. Um, there was recently, right before all of this happened, like lat, uh, maybe two or three days ago, sometime last week, um, there was a politician that was asking uh, Facebook 
why aren't they? It was some so ridiculous question mm-hmm. that Facebook mm-hmm. doesn't actually do or have control over. Mm-hmm. But the the lack of understanding of that politician was so mm-hmm. profound that mm-hmm. it got made into this joke. And I, I'm I'm so I'll find it. I, I know I, what it is. I remember exactly. So the dude, I can't think of his name, but he was asking her about um, the properties quote unquote, the properties that Facebook controls. And one of the properties that he thought was an actual thing was Finsta. Yes, what, yes, yes, what, yes, 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 yes. And what yes. now the slang for Finsta is fake Instagram. Fake Instagram, yeah. So he he assumed wrongly was that Finsta was an actual product of right. Facebook and Instagram that they could control and and, 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 and turn on and off. So right. he was trying to he was trying to ask the lady, whoever the uh, Zek was for Instagram, are you going to uh, take down Finsta? And she was like, and it's like I bro, don't what? understand. <laughs> we that's not that's, how this that's works. Not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, was that the Senator Blumenthal? Yes, that's yeah, his name. yeah. I, re- yeah. I actually remember seeing that. Um, I wasn't paying attention. I, I now wish that I would have been. But, but I, uh, you know, but I, I brought that up, and I thank you, Terrence, for for remembering for me. Um, because these are the people we want to regulate these platforms. These are the people. This this is what we got. So please tell like, me the senator Senator Blumenthal has some aides who are Facebook savvy. Clearly, he did not. If well, he was able to but, say some nonsense like that. He, it's so funny because I watch uh, this week with John Oliver. He's on HBO mm-hmm. Max. And he's mm-hmm. one of the daily show, you know, people who kind of broke off and kind of did their own thing. And he did a, a whole segment on Finsta. Right. And he uh, caught somebody sitting right next to Blumenthal. I don't know if this was an aide or not, but when he starts to talk about Finsta, they on the show, John Oliver's show, Zoom in on somebody sitting next to him with the, oh, like, I can't believe like, you right. just said that. <laughs> so I'm assuming that's an aide. So maybe that's there are, <laughs> right. So maybe there are aides, people telling them, but when they get in front of that camera, like a lot of senators, politicians, they showboat. They and when you showboat, you right. go off, you go off script and, and you mess no up. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, that was so funny when I heard that. I was like, come on. There, and, 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 <laughs> this, this is just how I think. I don't, I don't think in conspiracy theories, but I know that there is someone at Facebook who saw that and is like, okay, if he's going to be the one leading this, we're going to be all right. We'll be good. We're going to be all right. We, we'll be right. good. We're good. We, we, we're we good. can. Let, let's do this. Let's turn the internet off for about for, a day. For a moment. Let folks know. Put um, on the business owners they, and, the, and the people trying to stay in touch and, and let them know. Send that message. Yeah, you know, let, let yeah. them know what time it is. And then I'm if he's the one we got to answer questions to, we're good. I know there's some. I'm thinking about it. Listen, Therefore, there must be someone at Facebook smarter than me I thinking about these things. You heard it here on the Tech John first. But you heard it here on the Tech John first. <laughs> so yeah, this is crazy. I mean, this this outage right after the sixty minutes interview, and folks, if you're just interested in this kind of stuff, go go look, look go look at the sixty yeah, minutes interview because it's like I don't think, she's I don't got think all kind. Or, you know, Francis has got all kind of receipts. I mean, thousands, tens of thousands of documents of what Facebook knows and. 
plans of how they're going to not lie, but not just kind of not tell you. You don't ask lie the question. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're thinking about these things. How can we actually get away with this without actually saying it? The, these are the things that this company is doing. So, um, yeah, this is a big one. And like I said, it's, it's a coincidence. We, you know, we don't know that this is what's happening. We just kind of know that this is what's happening. They have the biggest outage in their history, not 24 hours after this big giant leak, uh, you know, you know, comes out on 60 minutes. Mark got that white cat in his lap right now. Excellent. (laughs) Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. So sticking with the uh, social media stuff, uh, this was a story that was just interesting to me. Um, Before we actually started doing the Tech John, um, this is back in June, um, I remember hearing this story about where Nigeria, the country, banned Twitter because the president of Nigeria, um, you know, he actually said some stuff that Twitter thought was this is, this is kind of it's kind of out there. We're, we're going to go ahead and uh, take this down. So what he did was like, you don't like my tweet. <laughs> You're not going to be able to have Twitter or, or Twitter in the country anymore. Right. So, and it was quick. I mean, it was within days that Twitter was banned within um, the confines of Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And they have just come out uh, with, uh, let's see, Nigeria lists Twitter ban, but demands it is used for business and positive engagements. And I thought this was really, really, really interesting. They're saying that, well, it can come back if it's used for business and positive engagements. But what President Bahari was tweeting was not positive engagements nor business-like. It was like, yeah, we're going to have to go down south and get these folks. So I'm I'm paraphrasing. That's not what he said, but that was his sentiment. So I want to get you guys' thoughts on this. A couple things stand out to me about this. Number one, the fact that he actually used Twitter to get elected and then shut it down once he was in office. I was like, okay, irony much. Um, But then the other thing, um, one of their complaints about the fact that his tweet got taken down was the double standard, which I kind of low key agree with because Twitter had, had been before they banned president Trump after January 6th, they had been very, very vocal and staunch about the fact that political figures speech is 
a little bit more protected, quote unquote, than the average person because they are political figures and we need to know what they're thinking and we need to know what's on their mind. And when Donald Trump, I don't know if he tweeted it or retweeted it, but when the George Floyd protests were happening last year and he, he something popped up on his account talking about when the looting starts, the shooting starts and he was not removed from the platform for that. You know, basically this Nigerian president said somewhat of the same thing as mm-hmm. far as the people protesting. This he was week. subtweeting. Right, mm-hmm. right. Like, mm-hmm. we, we know who y'all are. We're going to show y'all how we get down kind of thing. It was the exact same thing. And mm-hmm. so he got banned while President Trump didn't get banned until mugs was in the Capitol, you know, stealing wine and laptops. So mm-hmm. I think when you look at it like that, that's a that's a very apples to apples comparison. And it and it was a double standard. Yeah, absolutely. Because he said kind of like the same thing when the looting starts, the shooting, the shooting starts, like you said. I mean, that uh, literally he said the same thing. It's just different right, words. Right. I'll read read the quote for you. Many of those misbehaving. This is the uh, Nigerian president. Many of those misbehaving today are too young to be aware of the destruction and loss of lives that occurred during the Nigerian Civil War. Those of us in the fields for 30 months who went through the war will treat them in the language they understand. So basically, Sub was like, yo, I don't know if y'all want these problems. <laughs> okay. Well, don't let your mouth write a check. Yeah. Your behind can't care. That's basically right. the president saying, we about to get the straps. We about That's to get That's literally straps. what he just said. That's what our president said. <laughs> yes, you exactly. Know what he literally so. said, and he said it more in eloquent. At least he was eloquent about it. He was very, you know, eloquent. Of the, our president, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. So right. it's just like, what's, what's the difference? What's right. the difference? Mm-hmm. So it, it it was just interesting that um well yeah they're, they're they're back now but they've got these things that they've got to adhere to so the question is you know you you can really be freedom of speech here to an extent but it you know there's other places that they have other rules and oh, you know it's that. like okay how bad is Nigeria hurting because Twitter was down and it probably it probably hurt some but Twitter's back up. And it'll be interesting to see, okay, what exactly did you acquiesce to? Because this is a very, uh, you know, business and positive engagements. That's what Twitter is now limited to. That's very, very broad. It basically and, means that Twitter's yeah, turned back on again. That, that's basically what that's that saying. I don't think that means much at all. Right. And I think a lot of the people, I, I love how technologically savvy a lot of the people in Nigeria were because they just turned to VPNs and got busy anyway. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. 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 So, like I said, it's just been it's been a social media type of tech, John. Um, I w- this wasn't even a story that I was going to talk about, but Slack had an outage last week. Now, Sl- Slack had the proper DNS outage. They were down for like four or five hours, and then they came mm-hmm. back up. And you can't compare Slack to Facebook. I honestly didn't notice that Slack went down. It wasn't until I was researching stories for this week's show. Oh, Slack went down last week. It, it it was clearly to people who use it, it probably was a big deal. But Facebook goes down. And like I think all of us have recognized it in some way before reading the article. For me, it was yeah. WhatsApp wasn't working. My daughter was, hey, dad, what's, go- what's going on with Twitter? Or not Twitter. What's going on with Instagram? I can't, you know, I can't see stuff on Instagram all of a sudden. That and was it's my like, mom. She was like, my phone ain't working. I was like, it's not your phone. It's Instagram. <laughs> it was funny. Um, when I had said, you know, I was, uh, you know, sitting um, in my loft and I had said to my wife, whose office is down the hall, the other side of the you know house from my loft, but I just yelled down. I was like, hey, uh, uh, 
Facebook's down. Expect a call from your mom at any moment because we are her tech support. It's like, hey, when I go to Facebook, I just get this black page. What's what's going on here? Fix this for me. Well, my family is not, well, my, my parents, I'm not necessarily tech support for them, but I am their um, social media uh, translator. <laughs> so every time I put something on Facebook, my father <laughs> puts in a message, what's that? Yeah. What's that mean? See? What is this? Or he'll call me. I'll put something on Facebook and he'll call me 25, 20 minutes later. What you mean by that? I'm like, oh. It's cryptic. You gotta. Uh, you just don't understand the like, language. It's, it's so, a meme, you know. Yes, it's, yes. It's a like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The backstory. You got to be the right. inside joke. And it's you like can't, uh, right. You can't even. You can't even do it. I know. It's so funny. <laughs> so there oh. was an actual, I guess, press event um, last week held by Amazon. I don't know if you guys got the opportunity to take a look at that. But uh, Amazon announced quite a few uh, products in their fall product event um, announcement that they had last week. So let's start with the uh, the, the most the expensive. Go, oh, you want to start at the bottom? Go, yeah, start from the, the least important stuff to the most, quote unquote, <laughs> newsworthy stuff. Okay. Save the lead. Okay. <laughs> yes. So they got a new thermostat. It's kind of like a Nest, but different. Mm-hmm. They got that. They have a new Echo Show. Actually, I kind of like that. It's big. It's a 15-inch Echo Show that you can actually mm-hmm. mount to the wall. I could foresee one of those going in my kitchen because I've always liked those big Samsung refrigerators with the big LED touchscreen on it. Right. But it's like um, refrigerators are supposed to last for 15 to 20 years. So just how out of date will that thing be? In 15 to 20 years, if it lasts that long. Whereas the Echo Show, you spend a couple hundred, three hundred dollars on it. And when it's out of date, you just get a new one and put it right back in the same spot. So, And what they should have did was figured out a way to magnetize it so you could put it on the refrigerator. That would be dope. dope. And you could probably, I don't know. Well, I don't know if you mess up any of the memory or internal components of your home. But yeah, yeah, it, 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 it might could work. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, that, there there was that. Um, let's see what else did they do. Um, Amazon Glow. I mm-hmm. actually kind of dig that. Um, this is uh, Amazon and and Facebook Portal and you know all the different sort of uh, screen communication tools have had games built in for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is kind of like a, a show with a projected. Mm-hmm. Um, gaming sort of platform that gets projected onto the ground that you can interact. It, I just, it just caught my attention because when I used to, um, when I used to be the tech contributor for the Harry show, I, I showed a gadget that was a virtual keyboard mm-hmm. and it was this little device that would beam a keyboard onto your desk that you could actually type on mm-hmm. and it would be connected to your computer. So I was like, Oh my God, this, they, they kind of took that technology to the next level so that a kid could, you know, have their grandparent up on the screen, but then mm-hmm. also be playing a game with them at the same time and, and interacting with them. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought the price point was a little, little high, um, but but I thought it was a cool concept. And so, not only that, the actual interface itself looked weird. It was like a little um, uh, cube-like, a long cube thing, and it sits right here. I think it would have been better if it was like a larger screen. Yeah, the hardware yeah. itself does look yeah. yeah. It was like, why why wouldn't you just make it like a regular show? 
Right. You know, it yeah. Just, yeah. It was weird. So yeah, so it's a um, like a vertical eight inch screen housed in this device that is also a projector that projects down a nineteen inch, uh, you know, image that you can actually interact with. So right. the tech in it is kind of cool. It's like, did you have like old parts laying around that you built this out of? Was like the first thing that I thought of. But uh, like you, Stephanie, I actually this is probably the one that I I read the most about. Because I have a very good friend, it's a former coworker of mine, and his youngest son, who is six years old, so he's in first grade, he has severe asthma. And his asthma, and he, and he lives in a state where they do not have a mask mandate. So he simply just can't, because of how bad his son's asthma is, he had to make the choice that not only did his son not get to go to kindergarten, but his son is not actually going to first grade. Uh, They're they homeschooling him now um, until, the, you know, he's on a waiting list. And, and, and this is something we can maybe talk about in a different show, but he's on a waiting list to get into a private school where they do have a mask mandate. You know, we're like, you know, we're private. We can do what we want to do. But the waiting right. list is immense to get in there. So it could be next school year, the school year after next before they could get him into this school. But I could see something like this actually working for a younger child of that age because one yeah. of the things that this uh, globe was designed for is that children they don't have an attention span uh, more than a few moments um, and that's that's being very generous so this gives them the opportunity that when you are doing that uh, that that video call with grandma, that grandma can play tic-tac-toe with you. Grandma can draw with you. She can do these other things with you that's going to keep you engaged in that call while you're just having your conversation with a grandparent or a loved one. I mm-hmm. could very easily see tutoring being done this way, oh, the particularly with with like, younger kids. And I was actually kind of shocked that they didn't talk about that. Now, there is, yeah. you know, there is Kids Plus, which does give you some educational stuff, but it's more like books and nursery rhymes and stuff like that that you can get for two ninety nine a month. And that's included with the glow. Uh, the price right now is two forty nine ninety nine, Um, And it's like kind of limited on who can get it when it goes general availability. I believe it's going to go up to 300. So the price point might be wrong. As you said, they might need to keep it at that 250 maybe even take it down if they want to get mass adoption of this but i could absolutely see for those uh you know kids who are home and you want you want to get them some tutoring you want to help them catch back up from the year that they missed last year um this is something that could absolutely uh you know do that from from what i'm looking at because like i said once again we're just looking at videos i haven't actually seen this work in person but it looks pretty good like you know it's i mean it's 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 decent at being a video conference uh machine as well as you know they actually give you like a white tablet that you project down onto so you put this white tablet that's virtually indestructible down on the table where the child will actually click and press on this tablet and it'll also pick up the light better coming out of the projector so they they definitely put some thought into how this was being designed, how it would actually be used. I think the sweet spot is for children between three and nine years old. And I'm thinking, like I said, I just think of my buddy who has a son at home that just can't go to school because people won't wear masks. Yeah, if anything, keep them uh, engaged in the conversation because, Lord, Mm -hmm. I tried to get my four-year-old to talk to his grandparents. He's like, hey – Right, and that's and it, it walks off, and, and the grandparents is like, yep. "So how, so how was your day at school?" I know, um, they, dinosaurs. They ain't having it. <laughs> they ain't having it. <laughs> yeah, the technology is definitely there. You know, I, I think a one ninety nine price point would probably sell it a little bit better, um, mm. or even one eighty nine. 
Um, and then they need the software. So they're going to need to open this up to lots more outside developers um, to, to write for it. Uh, but it could be super, super useful, you know, especially for educational purposes. Right. So those are the things that are probably truly useful that came out in this announcement. Oh, I would also say that there is uh, Hey Disney. So that is a add-on for Alexa-powered devices to where now you can say Hey Disney and it'll be like Olaf responding back as compared to the Alexa assistant voice and stuff like that. Kind of, you know, kind of cool stuff. Data. Right. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. Now, now let's get to some of the stuff that technically is cool, but practically probably just not that feasible. The first one is the Always Home Camp. The Yo. name does not do it justice at all. The I ain't all, putting no drone in my house. The Always <laughs> Home Can is a mini drone. It's a two hundred and fifty no. or two hundred forty nine ninety nine dollar uh, autonomous no. security drone no. that lifts no. off of a base and flies around your crib and lets you know what's going down when you're not there. Yo, that's insane. That's that's straight <laughs> insanity. Like, there's no way I'm having a drone. Like my Echo is in a box turned off right now. Like I don't right. have any Amazon products in my house. Um, I just I, I, no. It's it's, it's going to be a no for me, dog. That's all. I a drone. Okay. Well, if that's a no, let's go to the Amazon Astro. This is a nine hundred ninety nine dollar robot. Oh shoot! Now I gotta. I have to admit, when you look at it, it's kind of cute. It's a little two foot robot. It reminds me of what was that thing from uh, the 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 Wally. latest start BB eight or something like that. What was you know? No, it reminds me of Wally. It is kind of oh Wally yeah, the, it does yeah, like a like yeah, an itty bitty little Wally vibes definitely. But yeah, yeah so yeah, this is a, a little robot that uh, for a thousand dollars cannot do much. <laughs> right. <laughs> By not doing much, you can put a drink in it and it can bring you a drink. Um, it can give you a screen where you can actually make a call from it wherever you are, as long as you don't mind getting down on the floor and talking to it because it's only two feet tall. Uh, mm -hmm. It does have a well, periscope. Yeah, it has a periscope, periscope camera periscope. that extends up to four feet so it can look up above stuff. Um I'm not hating because I remember uh, there was a toy. To me, this is one of the greatest three toys of all time that I had as a child. It was called the Big Track. And the Big Track was basically a tank. It was a robot tank that you could program. It had a little trailer behind it. And the, and the thing was you would put like an apple in the trailer and program it to go drop an apple off somewhere. I mean, th this is this is a very 80s. Uh, toy. It didn't cost a thousand dollars. It did not cost a thousand dollars. It did not cost a thousand dollars. The Astro kind of reminds me of that, but better because I had to actually program forward five feet, turn ninety degrees, forward fifteen feet. It actually got you into doing se sequential, uh, you know, command sets. So like, you know, that's what got me into IT. You know, just doing those kind of things because you know, I took that and actually got really into robotics. So it did that for me. But this is kind of it reminds me of that. It's like, oh yeah, this, it reminds me of the big track. You can put a drink in it it can take a drink to someone it actually recognizes people's faces well, well see that's the thing it's i'm gonna stop you there it's funny that you say it doesn't do much for the user mm -hmm. it's doing a whole a hell of a lot, lot for amazon uh -huh. you know what i mean the idea that you are now collecting facial recognition data in this machine it come on like that's that's a no right out the gate just just and, off of that feature alone right and outside of that I can't, I'm not, I guess I'm not an imaginative person, but I can't think of enough use cases to spend a thousand dollars because like you said, Rob, yes, it comes like with the little, um, 
almost like a uh, an attachment that you can put a coaster in or a cup holder and you mm-hmm. put the cup holder in there and then you can say, okay, go to the other room, but there's no arm to where it can take the, 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 right, the, the drink it, off. It can't go right. to the refrigerator, it grab the drink cold. out the refrigerator, no, put it in its arm and then bring it to you. For you. It's not, you know, it's this, this is not rosy, you know, right. the robot at all. And it's just, and like I said, for a thousand dollars and, and, and the facial recognition alone. I mean, Amazon did say that, uh, it, it processes the facial recognition data on the device and mm-hmm. not in the cloud. So allegedly none of your, none of that data is actually being transmitted to face, I mean, mm-hmm. to Amazon, which I don't believe. Um, and you can always turn the camera off and, and, and the microphone off and everything else. However, that defeats the purpose of having this thousand dollar device. Now you got a thousand dollar brick. Can't and go you're up downstairs. around your living room if you're going to turn all the features off. Um, but yeah, this, this is just way too much data. Now you got a map of your house. I was watching, uh, a CNBC video where, uh, it first rolls around your house and maps out your entire home. So if someone then steals the device and knows how to hack into it, they got a map of your house. Like, too much data. Too yeah, much. Data. It was like, it, yeah. and they too easily said well yeah if they steal it and can and hack into it and get that well yeah that's what people do that's the that was the right. point of doing it. it's yeah, like that is going to be figured it, out that is going to be figured out and i'm with you i know that they are telling you that this thing only processes the facial recognition on board it's not sending that over the internet until that. alexa comes not alexa until amazon comes back and tells you that there was a hack or there was like there was this unintended you, the, well, yeah. well we were doing it but it was like anonymized so it didn't count legally for us to have right. to actually disclose that when we told you that it didn't do the thing that it, we're not telling you that it does do i'm just <laughs> jaded that way to think that this is how these exactly. companies are and exactly but 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 i will say this it's you know i, I used to think in the same way I'm thinking about this, about the Roomba. You remember when, the, you know, the Roomba, the little vacuum uh, mm-hmm. vacuum cleaner robot? When that thing first came out, it was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever seen. And it still kind of is. But they actually work. Um, they have gotten better and better and better and better over the years. So is this is this just the first edition of Rosie? And for those who are too young to know what we're talking about, there was an awesome cartoon (laughs) that came on way back in the day. It wasn't even for us. We saw reruns of it. It was our parents who watched this back in the uh, late 60s, early 70s called the Jetsons that uh, they had a robot who was just awesome Mm -hmm. uh, called Rosie. So now if the Amazon Astro and this is this is my ultimate thoughts as it relates to pretty much most of these, you know, with the exception of one or two out of all the things Amazon could be doing with their money. These are the things that they decided this to focus is, this on. This is what you did. Yes. Now, now if you would have came up with an Astro that could come up and tap one of the Amazon employees on the shoulder that's slaving at trying to get this logistical thing and let them take right. a pee break. Right. Say, <laughs> like Look, we I'm, make I'm, the Astros and I got to pee in a bottle on my way to delivering packages like right, th- again right. the math ain't nothing <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need them to come up again again uh, you know I can't I don't watch people's pockets so I can't tell a billion trillion dollar company how to spend their money but I could think of some more useful practical things that Amazon could do that could benefit themselves as well as employees, as well as regular consumers. 
better than a thousand dollar robot that all it does has a screen that can look up at you and make funny faces. So that's a a very good point. Excellent point. Making that point makes me think, and I don't know if either of you saw this, but I'll ask, did either of you see the SNL skit with Owen Wilson, where basically he was uh, Jeff Bezos and and his brother as the captain of a whatever whatever their spaceship is and they were doing it like it was like a star trek mm-hmm. galaxy quest blue origin yeah something like um i forget yeah. what the name of the ship was but it's just it's mm-hmm. i'm not big in the snl but i do go and watch the skits that are funny this one was actually pretty good and uh like i, said, I don't want to give it away but you know terrence you talked about uh you know employees needing bathroom breaks that comes up in the yeah, skit. So, so like I said, I'm, I'm not giving it away, it. but you just need to go watch it. Actually, it will make you chuckle. It, it will absolutely make you chuckle. Now I'm going to have to Google it. So, right. so y'all, well, we, we, we are getting to that time in the show um, where last week I actually, uh, you know, made the announcement about the founding 50. Stephanie, that was your idea for uh, folks who are holding the show now. So we went in and we created a tier and we're at 49 folks already. So listen, shout out to our day one. Shout out to to the day one. one. So it's it is, uh, you know, with my pleasure that I get to read off a gaggle of uh, new patrons who are supporting the show. So for those of you who don't know, you can support our show, the tech John by just heading over to patreon.com forward slash the tech John. And when you get there, you will see various uh, tiers where you can, um, you know, where you can donate to the show and you will get some benefits based off of whatever tier you, uh, you get, but we wanted to do something special for the first 50, um, you know, for the founding 50. So we have, as I said, 511 names that we need to read off here. So I'm just going to go through them here as we're wrapping the show up. So we have Najee Nujimi, Frank Hurtado, Sean Craig, Daryl Tisdale, Sarcastic Weasel, Jared Shockley, Stephen Ewell, Bruce Wilson, Tom Keekley, Gabrielle Haley, Megatron. I don't think Megatron. it's I don't think it's that Megatron, but maybe it could be. I don't know. I don't know his email address. Uh Katinka Verheist, Peter, Charlie Hoover, Matthew Stevens, Ed Perez, Mark Fleming, Gary Fisher, Brian Martinson, John Howell, Brandon Sadat, Andrew Bradley, Chris Baer, James Casalino, Charles Hall, Aaron Vanderpool, Norbert Fraza, Garrett Pasul, Norm Frazakis, Mike Edge James, Chantrell Every, Nathaniel Lindley, and Rushan Brantley. Hey, hey now. Uh, some of them names like Edge James, it's Edron James from the Colts. I wonder, I wonder if it's the same Edron James as running back. But is, one, that, just reading, Ed, is that Edron James? I real? don't know, but just reading some of these names reminded me. Talk talk about skits, Rob. That reminds me of um, Key and Peel, where they do the uh, they read off the names Uh-oh. for the East. Yeah, the, the East <laughs> the West Bowl. One. Yeah, the East West Bowl, the Megatron one. <laughs> yeah, that made me uh, come up. Uh, some of them names reminded me of that East West Bowl skit. That's, that's a that's a that's a classic skit. Let me find out we got some celebrities Patreons. We we might we, we might we out there. Listen, our founding fifty are all celebrities to us. We love you. <laughs> we really do. So, um, with that, that is our episode four of the Tech John. Uh, Stephanie, why don't you start and tell everybody how they can reach you? You can follow me all around the web at Tech Life Steph, and you can check out my website at tilldeathyoutweet.com. 
And you can find me everywhere. Well, with the exception of Facebook and Instagram, (laughs) (laughs) you can find me at Brother Tech, uh, B-R-O-T-H-A-T-E-C-H. And you can find me at all things at Rob Dunwood. That's R-O-B-B-D-U-N-E. And be sure to join us next week for another episode of The Tech John. regular saying i think, I think we oh, say peace, peace at the peace, end yeah it's peace and we we just messed that all up so <laughs> peace. you know what happened to peace peace, <laughs> peace. peace. Ah, that's right. a good one <laughs> the real ones know <laughs> tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.